2: now
3: greetings and salutations loyal viewers of this channel today we're going to talk about yet another story of the media picking a specific instance trying to blow it up well out of proportion and of course that is the jordan neely story now if you guys are unfamiliar you might have seen the viral videos around that youtube of course is age-restricting people like me for showing which is ridiculous and absurd of a homeless person one jordan neely on the train there are three people restraining him but of course the media has hyper focused on the fact that a white person was participating in the restraint now if you watch the video Or look at the stills. One of the things that you'll notice is that a black person is helping him restrain this black person. And it appears that there's like a Hispanic and or some kind of Italian or something. So it's actually a panacea, a diverse coalition of people that were restraining this homeless person. But of course, since the media loves to harp on evil white racism and there's just never enough supply in order to meet that demand all that's being focused on is the one white person, the former Marine, who participated in the restraint of this homeless person. Now, I'm going to give you my take on this. I'm going to explain to you what I think technically should be permitted and what shouldn't be permitted, and I'm going to tell you what I think will be the outcome of this case because that's wildly different due to the fact that, unfortunately, this falls under the jurisdiction of Soros-funded Alvin Bragg. But before we get into that, This video is sponsored, so let me chuck it to the sponsor, Then we'll bring it back over here. We'll discuss it on the other side. Celebrities in 2023 are getting on the latest, most trendiest diet. And guess what? It's called Keto 2.0. Keto 2.0 essentially works by utilizing some of the principles of the keto diet without all of the restrictions and whatnot associated with it. And one of the best ways you can start your Keto 2.0 journey is going over to KetoWithJustice.com, getting this Vondava Keto Powder for yourself... And you could try it for a 60-day money-back guarantee, 51% off. But wait, there's more. If you order this month, you will get a PDF for free, called the 14 most ketogenic foods. And on top of that, we're gonna throw in the VIP and fitness coaching for those of you who go and click the link in the description of this video. Can't beat that deal. Elevate your ketones. Try this powder 51% off ketoidjustice.com. So, like I said, I can't really show the video because God forbid I actually am capable of informing you to the same level and to the same degree as a local news station on this platform, but yeah seen it it's been viral and if you haven't heard this was not out of nowhere this wasn't due to the fact that this person was black and or homeless it was due to the fact that jordan neely was threatening people on the train
0: heroism or vigilantism The video shows three strap hangers subduing the 30-year-old man after witness Juan Alberto Vasquez says he got on the northbound F train and began acting aggressively, threatening riders. Law enforcement sources with knowledge of the case confirm his account, saying according to a witness, the man began shouting, quote, I want food. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm ready to go back to jail, and I'll hurt anyone on this train.
4: The man got on the subway car and began to say a somewhat aggressive speech, saying that he was hungry, he was thirsty, and he didn't care about anything. He didn't care about going to jail, that he didn't care that he gets a big life sentence. And it doesn't matter. If he died
3: Now, not only do we know from this local news segment and from the other various reports of the witnesses that Neely was presenting a threat, he was threatening people on the train, and thus some action to restrain him was in fact illegally justified from what everybody's saying. But one of the things that you should take note of is the fact that New York is one of those places with the lowest protections for self-defenders in the United States of America. So if the NYPD should Showed up in these circumstances and somebody was dead on the ground and you had people arguing that it was self-defense slash defense of others and they did not make an initial arrest and Bragg did not initially prosecute, then it is very obvious that this was a clear case of self-defense just based on that according to the letter of the law. Remember, Alvin Bragg ended up prosecuting Jose Alba immediately despite video evidence that he was being attacked by a man who was a convicted felon, by the way, who also shouldn't have been out in the first place again, which is also something in common with this case and he charged that guy anyway just because he thought he could get away with it in those circumstances. This appears to be less ambiguous than the Alba case, which was completely open and shut self-defense. Now, eventually, by the way, in case you're curious, I think the white Marine in this instance is going to be prosecuted because the lesson that you really need to take away from this is that if you see a black person committing a crime, if you see him hurting somebody, if you see him even killing another woman or another man or whatever, and you have to be a white person you should probably just let it go because that black person who's committing that crime has essentially achieved a god tier of status in that we only care about what happens to to that person and not any of the people that are victimized by that black person perfect example of this or a perfect hypothetical to kind of score this point for you is the fact that if this marine would have been a black person and instead of you know stopping somebody who was freaking out on the train and threatening everybody he decided to kill a homeless person for no reason like he pulled out a gun said it's time to die you poor person and shot him in the back of the head we would not be hearing about this at all whatsoever. I mean, in St. Louis, we have a video, or I believe it's Missouri, not sure if it's St. Louis, of a black person who is slowly and methodically loading a gun before shooting a homeless person in the back of the head. Now that homeless person happens to be white, clear and obvious instance of unjustified murder, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about, oh, how we dehumanize the homeless people or anything like that, because that involves a God-tier citizen, which is a black person who is a criminal, committing a crime and thus we can never address it it's almost like a solar eclipse in that it's not rare like a solar eclipse let's be clear about that but in that you're not supposed to look directly at it and then if we see some other ancillary stuff then that will draw all the focus so i do believe that this marine was justified in the restraint and However, I think he's going to face criminal charges because Alvin Bragg is going to pursue those criminal charges. Now, it's going to be interesting because you have other people who participated in the restraint if they face criminal charges. Because if you remember, in the George Floyd case, it was not just Derek Chauvin who ended up being convicted, but the officers that assisted in the restraint and Tao, the officer who was doing crowd control, were also convicted. But I'm guessing because Alvin Bragg is much bolder and much more racist than even even the district attorney in Minneapolis or Keith Ellison, who is the attorney general, that we're going to just get a one to one prosecution of the white former Marine and any other people who assisted in the restraint aren't going to be presented at all whatsoever. Now, that's the case. It's a self-defense, defense of others kind of scenario. You have multiple witnesses on the train that are saying that this guy was acting crazy, he was threatening people, he was presenting a threat. Restraining a person, presenting a threat makes perfect sense. You can hear in the video that the Marine who's doing the restraining is asking people to call 911. Obviously there was no intent to kill or anything like that. It was just a complication from the restraint and it might be due to the fact that this guy had like drugs in his system or whatever that's not really the interesting part of the story
0: vasquez says he was scared and believes others on the train were too that's when he says a 24 year old rider came up behind the man and put him in a chokehold holding him there on the ground two other men standing over them also helped subdue the man
4: if there was fear the people who were bluish or who were there where he separated everything moved from their place I stayed sitting in my place, because it was a little further away.
3: But obviously, those moments, well, one thinks fear. One thinks he may be armed. What's interesting is that yet again we have another instance where a white person, even ambiguously, may have appeared to have done something bad to a black person, and how the media and politicians are reacting because that reaction is absolutely crazy. I mean, one of the things that a lot of people are doing, including the Manhattan Borough president, is post images of this guy dancing from over a decade ago, like Michael Jackson, to try to present to you the argument. That he couldn't have been threatening all those people on the train, even though he clearly was, according to 30 plus witnesses and the witnesses on the platform, because he danced like Michael Jackson before. And wow, isn't he a good Michael Jackson impersonator? He <laughs> he, <laughs> come on, Shaman blanket, that's a do it. Sorry, I had to replace the audio with uh, my own my own singing in order to do that. Now, look. This is an absurd argument. It has nothing to do with anything. I think what is far more telling is the fact that this person has a violent criminal history. He's been arrested over 42 times. Some of those instances were violence. In fact, in his greatest Michael Jackson impersonation, he was arrested for attempting to kidnap a 7-year-old, dragging the 7-year-old away. Unfortunately, he was able to plead to lesser charges, only ended up serving 4 months. He's decked an elderly woman in the face, 67 years old, assaulted other people on video. This has been captured and put out there into the public. And all these more recent more violent kind of actions should be taken better into account yet they're being ignored because obviously people want to paint him as just this michael jackson impersonating angel that was killed because the evil white racist didn't like black michael jackson he preferred white michael jackson isn't he an evil white racist i mean honestly the amount of stupidity that we're seeing from all these different folks on the left is is patently absurd and it should be pointed out and named and shamed. I mean, even Eric Adams went after Ocasio-Cortez for proclaiming this a public murder even though we don't have the evidence out. So I give a little bit of credit to Adams for that. However, over time, it seems like this is becoming the dominant position because, oh my God, look out for the evil white racist.
2: Now it's in the hands of the investigators to determine exactly what happened. Mayor Adams is
0: warning the general public and elected officials not to jump to conclusions.
2: I don't think that's very- responsible at the time where we're still investigating the situation let's let the da uh, conduct his investigation with the law enforcement officials uh, to really interfere with that is not the right thing to do
3: and ocasio cortez's brain damage takes haven't started there she actually wrote out this tweet which is so stupid for a number of reasons quote Watching the media give the Brock Turner treatment for the killing of a homeless man has been nauseating. A person having a record does not excuse killing them. Neither does being poor, sick, or homeless. Virtually every one of us is closer to being in Neely's shoes than we think. Uh, No, I'm not closer to being in Neely's shoes than we think. I can't dance, number one. Number two, the idea that there is any kind of positive media coverage associated with Brock Turner, that Ocasio-Cortez could say is being applied in this situation, and thus she could be nauseated by is absolutely ridiculous, stupid, and absurd in every possible way. Day one, they ran Brock Turner's mugshot. Day one, they said Brock Turner raped a woman behind dumpster. That is the narrative as it was set by the press. He was completely convicted in the court of public opinion. So what she's trying to say here makes absolutely no sense in that regard. She just made it up. ...that the press was in support of Turner. It never happened. There is no case for it. Go look it up for yourself put him into YouTube, put them into Google. Nobody was supporting this person. The only person I know of who made a defense of Turner, where they actually reviewed the evidence that was presented, was Atheism is Unstoppable, a.k.a. Devin Tracy. And guess what? That was on his YouTube channel that was banned from YouTube. So there is no Brock Turner treatment that Ocasio-Cortez could be nauseated by. If you were going to look at an example of somebody who was convicted in the court of a public opinion, immediately. Immediately, day one minute one second one it would be Turner regardless of how you feel about the case it is inarguable that this guy was convicted in the court of public opinion so that's just insanely stupid for Ocasio-Cortez and then the next thing the idea that oh him having a record means that he somehow deserved it or that he's sick or that he's poor nobody's saying that nobody's alleging that I'm so sick of the stupid argument about criminalizing poverty or criminalizing mental Ill-
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com flare.com.
3: or anything like that that's not what happened the reason why he was restrained is because he was threatening people on the train we have 30 plus witnesses nobody behind the camera unlike the floyd situation saying even get off of him because those people actually were there they understood the threat and they were reacting to the threat that neely proposed and that's why we're justifying the restraint of him and the death is a consequence of that restraint that nobody wanted as the outcome so she's just making that up in flaming tensions stoking racial bigotry because that's what the congresswoman does neely was not killed for being a poor he was not killed for his criminal record it is important to note that he had a criminal record because he was released over and over again by our failed criminal justice system and had he been in jail he would not be on that train and he would not have been needed to be restrained or anything like that and again the mental illness thing is the complete and utter canard as pointed out by freedom tunes on the tim Podcast, IRL podcast with the serfs. We do not have any of these people saying that they want to change the standard for committing people to mental institutions. It's like Brianna Greyjoy or Joy Grey, whatever the hell her name is, on that channel where she talked about the guy who punched people in the face, and she was saying the whole time that this guy was mentally ill and all that. Then Robbie Swall says, yeah, we should force him to be committed.
5: Again, most people who are mentally ill and homeless in the street never have
3: these kind of encounters.
5: But except that there are some who do, the- answer is to get real baseline psychiatric treatment and have facilities so that we, can I, accommodate wait, their
3: care. We, so we're saying the answer is asylums. We need more asylums where people can be sent w- to, uh, to, you know, structured mental health facilities that they can't leave at a whim. that they have to st- stay. I mean, like this person punched someone, Amen. beat someone with a rock. He can't, it can't be up to him whether he gets to leave the facility, well, right? He, you said he doesn't belong in prison, but he, he belongs under, you know, the restricted well, I, I, I supervised conditions I, that he cannot leave at, on his own. I, I
5: don't know that. You know, you
0: the, go ahead, Tana. If we had the kind of facilities where
5: uh, mentally ill people could go and be comfortable and get real treatment and have, like, good meals and all this other stuff, you actually wouldn't have to force them, right? Like, you just you just don't. Like, people have to be forced because what we have now is crap. Like,
0: I don't, I don't want to go agree with that, at that at
5: all. all. <laughs> well, also, so, but wait a minute. None of us here are psychiatrists and none of us have assessed this person in question so it may or may not be that this was a person who's refusing medication it may or may not be that this is a person who needs to be locked up
3: indefinitely and then all of a sudden she backed away from that and she said no we need to make the mental institutions so good fund them so hard that these mentally unstable people will somehow have a moment of clarity and choose to voluntarily go in there so i'm tired of hearing about this fund mental health nonsense if you're not in favor of some way of committing these people then the funding is useless you could have the greatest facilities in the world but guess what if you have those facilities and people don't have to go to them and they're not going to them that's not going to solve any problem but this person specifically should be in jail and the audacity of Ocasio Cortez or anybody on the left throwing up an 11 year old video of him dancing like Michael Jackson as a defense of him saying anything about us not being able to talk about his criminal record and his violent history and his Violence in that moment is insane, but it gets even stupider. I'm sure some of you have seen this clip of Emma Vigilant making the case that not wanting to be assaulted on the train is somehow a bourgeois attitude, and it's absolute madness.
5: Um, I I was hit at one point sitting on the subway by a man who was having a mental health episode. He sat next to me and he was elbowing and kind of flailing around and hit, hit me in the face and in my body, and I it was jarring, right? Um, the idea that I I would want him to be hurt in any way. I just didn't want to be near him in that moment because mm-hmm. I understood something was going on here. Every one of us who's taken public transit has had this kind of situation. Ha- something similar happens Seeing someone struggling, that doesn't mean that our fear in that instance. And I was a little scared because I, my, I, I was hit. It's a problem. Like it's but, people but, that but, need but help. I would, but like my fear is not the primary, right. uh, primary uh, object of like what we should be focusing on right now. It's the fact that this person is in pain. Um. And so like the politics of dehumanization privileges the the bourgeois kind of concern of people's like immediate discomfort in this narrow narrow instance as opposed to larger humanity and life it's really freaking twisted
3: yeah i just w- so this is where i need to point out that i myself am from new york city my fiance from new york city and we've interacted with homeless people and a lot of times i have to be perfectly honest even when they're kind of crazy they don't seem threatening however when they get to the point of threatening that's when they're definitely a problem and this is not a representative reaction of the people of new york but it is a typical reaction from somebody like emma Vigiland, whose parents happen to be u.s attorneys who would donate money and got her a job with Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator from New York, and are well politically connected and completely out of touch with normal people. Let me tell you a story of something that happened to my fiance when she was growing up in relation to the homeless. And you might understand why regular people who weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth actually have a different perspective on this and aren't just thinking, oh my god, the homeless person that's assaulting me, oh, they're they're just going through something and we need to arrest poverty or arrest mental illness. So my fiancé, this is way back when I believe she was about 19 years old, was walking home one day, and she actually lived in the projects, so she was walking to her apartment in the projects. Now, at one point in time, a man comes up to her, and without saying a single word, he punches her directly in the stomach. She's alone, it's in the evening, and he's not saying one word to her, and he's rearing back to swing again. Now, my fiancé understands, Conceptually, what it's like to be robbed. This was not a robbery. My fiance understands conceptually what it's like to be sexually harassed and or potentially assaulted. Like she can understand that. This didn't appear to be that. This was just somebody who went off and out of nowhere walked up to her and decked her and was ready to swing again and she had to run away. At that point in time, she was concerned with what could happen to her alone in the middle of the night walking near the projects when this person, without saying a single word, began assaulting her without provocation. That is what regular people, that's what regular normal people end up going through when these homeless people, who again, overall are pretty decent decide that they're going to snap and attack you. That is why you don't see people in New York on the subway that are actually going through this, defending Neely in that scenario. You only hear people from the outside saying, oh, wow, it's so sad. And honestly, look at his Michael Jackson thing. When in reality, when you're being assaulted, when you're being threatened with assault, nobody gives a damn if 11 years ago you used to dance like Michael Jackson.
5: And so, like, the politics of dehumanization privileges the the bourgeois kind of concern of people's like immediate discomfort in this narrow narrow instance as opposed to larger humanity and life it's really freaking twisted.
3: Yeah, I just... W- so let's be clear about this. There's nothing more elite, nothing more bourgeois, as Emma Vigiland describes in her stupid video, than her attitude. That is the elitist, disconnected, progressive position. That is the kind of position that somebody develops over time when their parents set them up for success from the jump. She gets an internship with Kirsten Gillibrand from the jump, all due to the fact that she has the proper connections in order to achieve. This white I guilted i never earned anything growing up so i think everybody else should get handouts from the state as a substitute for my parents that i had in my life is the elitist position period point blank and it's absolutely nonsensical and speaking of nonsense the protesters blocking the train again perfect example of what we're talking about because you have people trying to get to their jobs minorities on these trains yelling at the people who are blocking them off and they're doing it for the criminal because they don't have anything better to do. So get out
0: of her face. Get, get out of her You get out
1: go. of oh,
3: All these people on the train, which by the way, those trains are electrified, are committing what I like to call unemployed behavior. Regular people don't jump on the train tracks voluntarily. They often get pushed onto the train from time to time by homeless people, by criminal types that are being defended by these people in these protests. The regular people on the trains in New York are the ones who look like they're about to knock out some of these protesters because they won't stop blocking their path. This is all not. Nonsense. It's all unemployed behavior, it's all garbage, and it's all over a situation that everybody evolved, everybody affiliated, completely understood in the moment, because when you actually have to go through things, that's what happened. So yeah, what happened to Jordan Neely is sad. I wish this person was not killed, but again, there was no intent behind the killing. The intent was to restrain, and when you have issues with substances, when you're out of your mind, sometimes you're less tolerant to certain things that would be Perfectly fine for anybody else. Unfortunately, I do believe this marine is going to be criminally charged. Bragg is going to go after him because the thing that these people hate the absolute most is self-defense and defending yourself from criminals, as they let criminals run wild unchallenged. Again, if Neely would have been arrested for the various violent instances and actually held like he should have been, like a reasonable criminal justice system would have done, then this never would have happened. But nobody cares about that everybody in power has the same view of emma vigilant you have to take the abuse you have to take the criminality because honestly it's better to seem virtuous than to actually help victims now finally i do want to address this post that is going around on reddit that says that neely actually recently within a week or so attempted to push the poster onto the tracks now other than the fact that we should point out that emma vigilant over at the majority report thinks that not wanting to be pushed on the train tracks to your death is actually a bourgeois attitude, we should point out that we have no idea about whether or not this is true or not. It is a Reddit post, it is random, it is anonymous, there is no supporting evidence and or details attached with this, so I'm just going to say this is not something that I want to put out there into the world without giving those caveats, but it is interesting that other Reddit posts that predate the death of Neely actually warn about the Michael Jackson impersonator and how he's become more violent over the years. So this does not have the same potential motivations that the post about being pushed on the tracks seems to have, which I think is an oddly specific allegation to not have any additional supplemental reporting. Also, I'm not really sure what almost pushed me on the train tracks actually means. Does that mean it was an actual shove, it was attempted, or you had a feeling that this is what this person was going for? Anytime you get something like that, you should treat it with incredible suspicion. And again, we don't need that specific post to show that this person had a violent history and the reason i'm bringing up the violent history is because a he was threatening people with violence and it's important to know that he would do that and b more importantly had he been held accountable for that violent history he would have never been on the train in the first place so yeah expect the injustice for jordan neely movement to win because unfortunately this happened within the confines of the borough of manhattan expect the emma vigilant types to win and cheer on the conviction of this marine because how dare you, with your bourgeois attitude, not want to witness a homeless person assaulting other people. I mean, honestly, you need to get used to the idea that that's just part of utopia, getting assaulted and or being killed by the homeless people. And that's really where we're at in terms of the case. I think it is a justified self-defense. It was a reasonable use of force, defense of others specifically. But hey, Those are just my thoughts, and unfortunately, D.A. Bragg has completely opposite thoughts, and he's just looking for a way to prosecute this case in order to get those points. Unfortunately, the race hustlers have taken up the call of this case, ignoring all others because that's what they do. So I'm expecting a conviction of the Marine, period, point blank. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments below. If you like the video, show me by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video this has been me talking about the absolute madness over the neely case till next time
2: Order now